Green is brought to you by Galinda Mozo of Remax. Remax above the crowd. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Welcome to Being Green. We've spoken several times on this program about the quality of the coastal water in Cape Town. There have been concerns about the raw sewage that's pumped into the ocean daily from pipelines in Mully Point, Camps Bay and Hout Bay and that the only treatment at pump stations is that it passes through a grid to remove solids. Now, scientists have found toxic herbicides in seawater, mussels, sea urchins, limpets and seaweed in Camps Bay. In their study, which was published recently in the journal Science of the Total Environment, they say these chemicals, which are banned in other parts of the world, likely come from the sewage pipe which leads into the bay. Well, I'm joined on the line now by the lead author of the paper, Professor Leslie Petrick of the Department of Chemistry at the University of Western Cape. Professor, what sort of concentration of herbicides did you find? Good morning. Um, we're finding nanograms per litre and nanograms per gram, so it depends on what you're testing, seawater or solids, um, and that is dry weight. In other words, we don't take the moisture into account. Um, these levels are low, but the worrying thing is that these are actually bioaccumulating. So, for instance, when we test the level in the seawater, it's about 100 times lower than what we're finding in the marine organisms. And in some cases, it's um, 1,000 times lower than what we're finding in the marine organisms. So uh, uh, this is a, a phenomenon called bioaccumulation. So and basically it's getting stronger and stronger. Yes, well, basically they're based in the seawater all the time and the rate of elimination is slower than the rate of uptake. So it hangs around in the body of the organism, and that means it can reach toxic levels for that organism because, you know, the levels that we usually use for toxicity are, are meant for human beings, adult human beings, not for a, a tiny muscle. So you can imagine that a, a level that is toxic for a human being is going to be much higher than the level that would be toxic for muscles and course, limpets yes. and sea urchins. Is so this the sort of herbicide that one might use in one's garden? Yes, exactly. Um, these are compounds that are used for killing weeds and for keeping your pavement weed free or getting rid of your coquia in your, in your lawn or for suppressing weeds in your flower beds, that sort of thing. Um, some of these compounds are also classed as pesticides, so it, it, it could also be used for... Um, getting rid of mosquitoes or cockroaches and that sort of thing. They're obviously toxic to the marine environment, but I am assuming that they're toxic for humans using the beach as well. Well, yeah, well, you'd have to go and drink a lot of seawater and eat some sand, which is probably what a little kid might do. You know, adults would not necessarily do that unless they were taking a canoe out and fell into the seawater. Um but my concern is that this is a marine protected area and it's supposed to be a, a nursery for many different creatures. And there's no point in putting catch limits in those areas if we're actually then sending toxins into that area because we're busy interfering with the reproductive cycle of those creatures. The, the samples you took were in 2017, which was during the height of the drought. So you say it's unlikely to be because of storm runoff. 
The city of yes. Cape Town, they, they don't dispute the presence of these herbicides, but it's quoted as saying that referring to the sewage pipe as the main source of the chemical tests is incorrect. Well, I don't, I can't conceive of another way that these chemicals can get into the water because if there's no runoff, unless somebody is tipping a, uh, a truck full of stuff into the water regularly, I can't see that happening. So, you know, the point is that the city does spray the pavements and that could land up in stormwater if there were, was stormwater. I think there were one or two rain events in that winter that we took the samples. So it is conceivable that there was a little bit of runoff, but most of the volume came from the sewage because the sewage is a daily event, an hourly and minute-by-minute event. And one of the reasons we tested Camps Babe is because it's a suburban setting with no agriculture and no industry. So it's not being interfered with by those industries which would skew the picture somewhat. So this is household level and hotel level type of use. And this kind of tells us that we need to be alert because people are disposing stuff down the toilets or down their drains. I was going Um, to say, either way, this is a problem and there shouldn't be herbicides in the sea organisms. Do you think that there's sufficient, briefly, if there's sufficient regulation of these kind of pollutants? Well, no. I think that South Africa is very far behind in terms of regulating against what we call forever chemicals or persistent contaminants. We are signatories to various of the conventions, but it takes a huge amount of effort to ban a chemical And I I just think that we're not keeping up because the new compounds are coming onto the market. You must understand that it wasn't just these herbicides that we found in those marine organisms. We found a whole suite of other chemicals in those organisms at the same time. Our next paper is about to come out. And it's the same picture that we found in Greenpoint. And in the fish in Cork Bay, we recently published a, a paper showing that many of these compounds are in the fish that are swimming out in False Bay. So the fact is the whole uh, peninsula is polluted by chemical pollutants. And at the Know Your Coast report, uh, the city had to show their uh, high levels of E. coli, and uh, that is an indicator of fecal pollution, which can only come from the sewage pipes that are discharging sewage into the sea. Well, we look forward to seeing those reports. That was Professor Leslie Petrick of the University of the Western Cape. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of Being Green. Till next time, from me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax. Remax, above the crowd. A global challenge to environmentalists is to make all people aware of how their behavior impacts on the Earth's natural resources. How we tread as individuals, corporates and government affects the circle of life. Galinda Moser of Remax Living is committed to the health and well-being of your family. This starts with your home and ends with your planet. That's why Galinda is the proud sponsor of Being Green on Fine Music Radio. For now and future generations, Remax above the crowd. Yeah.